Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But you know how we do. We are all across the world wide web. Hey, dolls, hey, gents, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, those that are listening from Charvette.com, of course, uh, those that are listening from Facebook and Instagram and all those great places um, all across the web, and, of course, iTunes and iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Google Play, we cannot leave you guys out. And so thank you. Let me just thank you for spending a little bit of time with us here today. I know things may um, be cray-cray, you know, in your area, may feel cray-cray, may have had some adjustments to um, how you're working, how you're living right now. And so we appreciate you just taking time to tune in and listen to some amazing things that we have today. So the studio, the virtual studio is full. It's packed jam. Um, We have two dynamic segments. And so um, we're going to jump right on in. I'm so excited. Um, I could not have, literally could not have planned this segment any better than how it has lined up today. And so our first segment, uh, we are talking to an event strategist a producer, a writer, such a huge, diverse career uh, journey about really gathering people and pulling people together. Um, and we have Danasia joining us. Uh, Danasia Reese is joining us. And then in our second segment, we want you to hang around, stick around, because we have Shannon Siriano Greenwood that is going to be joining us. She's the founder and CEO of the Rebel brand, which offers boutique conference experiences like RebelCon and also in-person membership community, uh, Rebel community, and much more. So it's all about events, gathering people, because we know a lot of a lot of business owners, a lot of businesses have had impacts recently because of events, because of COVID-19. And so uh, we are going to talk about it right now. Coming up to the mic, my first guest, um, we're so glad to have you, Danasia Reese. Welcome to the show. Hi, Charvette. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. First of all, shut the front door as Shannon is your next guest. I know Shannon Greenwood Feriano. I really? adore her, and I adore her, but yes, so I definitely will stay on for like five minutes while we transition, just so I can say hi to my girl. I figured oh, she might end up having to postpone, as we all have, but that bums me out. I'm actually just hearing about that, so. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, lots of impacts, lots of things going on, but um, I'd love to just kind of go back in time. Um, you have definitely have, a, you've had a lot of experience in this Base from the time that you were at the helm of a San Francisco marketing agency where you increased sales by 50% each year. You worked with companies like Uber. You've been a consultant um, and worked with campaigns related to uh, Airbnb and Coachella. And so how did you even get into this space? How did it all start for you? Ooh, I mean, honestly, it's funny. I'm going to go, like, deep right now because that's where we are, right? It's like, why not? Yeah. Um, I think it really all started growing up in my family. Like, I, I adore my family. They're great people, but we have a lot of issues, as many families do, and all I could ever, you know, really remember in terms of joy growing up would really be the time when we would get together, right? So the birthday parties, Christmas, you know, whatever holiday. No matter what was going baby showers, right? We're big on babies in my family. It's like no matter what was going on, people would put their stuff aside and like focus yeah. on the party, you know, and like I just always appreciated that. And then I think as I got older, I'm a super extroverted person. I'm a super social person. And I just always wanted to bring people together. And I'm also usually the most organized person in any given room. So those, mm. those three things kind of combine, like the kind of deep emotional connection of really having great memories tied to gatherings growing up, um, having an otherwise kind of difficult childhood in a lot of ways. So 
kind of that attachment and then, you know, just who I am naturally on my own, loving being around people and then just being organized, being a leader. And yeah, it all just kind of led me down that path. I started with just loving fashion. I went to fashion school in San Francisco. And, you know, when I really got deep into it, we started doing fashion show production. And yeah, that just kind of carried me. So gathering people in different industries and spaces is kind of how the whole journey started. And that was when I was like 20, which is 10 years ago now. So it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so did you know that, okay, my career path definitely is, has to involve this, this gathering of people? No, I did not know that. I mean, first of all, the idea of even a career path, I don't think was something that was real to me until I was at Uh least really probably 19 honestly yeah like 1920 like it all kind of came about very quickly like my parents were not at all anybody's business people in any capacity and so I just had never really my grandfather's an entrepreneur though he had his own business for decades and so a lot of different influences but never really like this is what I'm going to do for sure I've kind of just always let things unfold and manifest and stopped at different points to say okay what do I want what's working for me how do I be intentional about this and then also things evolving on the career side as I've evolved personally like as a woman so it came together it came together I talked uh, I did a very brief quick Monday motivation for um, CBS 6 here locally last Monday and my topic was follow the breadcrumbs and so it's it's mm-hmm. like the, all of the things that have, you have outlined just were like the breadcrumbs along the way that led you um, into you know into the space and so uh, I'm sure there are, there are listeners interested interested in hearing about you know some of the great things you've been able to do with with companies like Uber and things of that nature can you share a little little bit around that time period? Yeah, I mean, working with different companies has also, again, been a super organic thing. I think the biggest piece of career advice I give to not just younger people who ask me, but really anybody, is that it's always going to be the relationships. It's always going to be what's authentic to you. And I think now more than ever, that message rings true. It's like, don't look for what everyone else is doing, what everyone else has going on. Think about what can be authentic and real for you. Like, I have a list of nine companies that I'm dying to work with, and not because they have huge margins or because they have this celebrity or that celebrity, but because because they really impact my life. You know, I want to work with Netflix because I watch Netflix for friggin' seven hours a day. You know, I want yeah. to work with Lisa Gray <laughs> right. and Shonda Rhimes because I love their work and I feel like it's so much a part of me. So it's not always looking at things and saying, hey, that's the shiny, cool thing. I want to go there. Um, I think it's always about really authenticity. But with Uber, um, it's also, again, really authentic. I had a friend who was their global operations director for years and kind of came up in the ranks of Uber and also everything has a time and a place, right? Like I went to college in San Francisco from 2009 to 2014. So a lot of the work that I did with tech companies like Uber, Postmates, even Airbnb was kind of semi along that timeline. It was really just being in the right place at the right time and understanding, or not even the right place, the right place for me being where I was. You know, if you, even if you didn't want to do anything with tech, if you lived in the Bay Area in 2009 to 2014, you got into tech. You just didn't, there were just no options. So I graduated with my bachelor's. (laughs) Yeah, like I graduated with my bachelor's in fashion marketing and management. And I was living in San Francisco and I was like, okay, I could go work with these tech companies, drop this fashion off this marketing and management thing um, and kind of figure that out from there. Or I could, you know, go move to New York and do the fashion thing. And so I chose to stay in San Francisco. I worked with Uber in the early days and we were still passing out flyers and discount cards. And this is 2013 when people were still like, get wow. in a stranger's car. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> seriously, you know, with Airbnb, I did a campaign. I didn't only do it. I worked with an amazing agency called All Terrain, which I think is still around in Chicago. But I was um, like one of the lead kind of marketing managers and like consultants on that. And the whole thing was getting people to sign up to be host in Chicago. Because at the time, you know, Chicago is a market that I love. And I lived in Chicago for two years. And I think it's the best city. But it also gets things kind of late. You know, uh, tech Uh now comes out of the Bay Area. Entertainment is always led by Los Angeles fashion, art, other kind of performing arts culture kind of things usually come out of New York or they come from Europe or other places. 
all of that ends up landing in like Chicago and Atlanta kind of later. Like they innovate mm-hmm. with some things, but a lot of things just get to them late. And so um, Airbnb was one of those things. And so in 2015, it was the summer, we went to dozens of festivals all over the city and just basically convinced people that they should be host in Chicago. Because at the time, people were traveling into Chicago. They wanted to stay with Airbnb. There weren't enough options for them. And I actually ended up right. becoming an Airbnb host, their Airbnb host for the second time through that campaign. That's how well it worked. Um, but yeah, it was just getting people <laughs> things hey, you should be a host. And then the people who were like, why would I be a host? What are you talking about? So basically what happened is halfway through the campaign, we realized that a lot of people didn't know what Airbnb was at all when it came to like the Chicago, Chicago land, as they call, you know, the sort of surrounding areas market. So halfway through the campaign, maybe even a third, we had to switch gears and say, oh, we're not just convincing people to be hosts. We're not just convincing people to open up their homes to other people. We're now convincing people to go to other people's homes as well. So just kind of having to switch gears in the middle of that was really interesting. And I just learned a lot from that experience about how getting in front of people is so key to marketing and it's deeply ironic to say that right now but yes (laughs) in my mind incredibly incredibly true and so yeah from there after Airbnb I tried to get jobs at experiential agencies it wasn't really working for me I think the universe God I'm big big on God, um, really called and said, you know, I think you can do this on your own. And praise the Lord, I have not had to get a job since. Again, very ironic to say that right now. (laughs) You know, so far so good. Five years later. And here we are. And here we are. And then uh, what is so amazing about your full service event production company is, first of all, we got to talk about the name. G-W-T-L, Girl With That Laugh. Where did that come from? (laughs) This is such a random story to tell. Okay, but it it is the true origin story of my laugh. And you've actually just reminded me I need to add that to my book, like the origin story of the laugh. So I had always had this kind of nervous giggle growing up. And then, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. It's where I live now after living in, you know, Chicago, San Francisco, New York, Atlanta. Finally made it back to L.A. And uh, a few years ago, and I, you know, growing up in LA, Hollywood is literally, I mean, I grew up in North Hollywood, so it's just, it's all very natural to you. And so at one point, when I was about six or seven, they did a casting call for a show called Kids Say the Darnest Things back when it was hosted by He Who Shall Not Be Named. Uh, and, you know, they came to the school, they interviewed a bunch of kids. I made it, you know, to the final thing, got on the show. So the day I'm on the show, I'm like sitting up there with, you know, with the Jello guy and, you know, we're like talking uh-huh. and he comes over to me and he just asks, has me introduce myself and I say my name and this laugh comes out and he looked at me like, what the hell was that? And I didn't really know, like I'd always had like a kind of nervous giggle, but it really like came into something else. And from that day on, uh-huh. I kind of always had it. So I laugh all the time and sometimes it's uncomfortable because I'll be like, intense moments with people and I'll like laugh or I'll make a joke and it's very much like a defense mechanism it's kind of just like a habit but people right. always call me that it's always oh Denise the girl with that laugh and so I figured you know <laughs> let's slap an LLC on it call it a day <laughs> I love it I love it I always want to have like the backstory because I really feel that it just helps people to connect um, to connect with you and to connect with uh, where you're going and all that all that great stuff and so uh, event strategy producer and writer so tell people what do you mean when you say event strategist yeah well so there's you know the events world is so broad and vast and I think again we're seeing that now more than ever with the amount of people who are affected not only you know people who produce events but our DJs our sound people mm-hmm. our florists our caterers our photographers our, I mean the other day I saw a young woman who's a harpist and she just said she lost $2,000 of harp you know performance revenue and I was like wow you're making $2,000 a month playing the harp like we really have an industry here <laughs> you know? right like, um, and so I just thought that was amazing. But anyway, um, yeah, event strategy for me and the way that we do it, the way that I do it at Girl With That Lab is really sitting down with clients. So we really like to serve women leaders in marketing and business. Like that's usually the goal is to really work with women who are just at the top of their game, who are doing incredible things. That comes from my background. I was raised a feminist, so I just love working with women. And as my career has grown and developed, I owe it all to women. I mean, from the first person who hired me, who was my grandmother's friend at KFC, to 
to all of my clients now who are mostly women. And what's been really cool about it is getting to really support mothers in the workplace because it's hard. It's just really hard. And, you know, you don't have a lot of support as a mother anyway, but especially when you're running businesses or, you know, all of it. So to be able to be the reason why an incredible woman is able to sleep better at night, is able to spend more time with her kids, is able to work on things outside of the kind of main thing that she's doing because of the work that we do has been the greatest blessing and, and honestly a privilege and an honor. But yeah, like as an event strategist, I sit down with those women, people, you know, period, because we do work with everybody. We just mostly end up working with women, but sitting down with them and saying, okay, you're not just doing an event. So we do large scale. So we do conferences, festivals, event tours. We sit down with people and we say, this isn't just about an event. This has to be feeding into your overall business goals. Otherwise, there's no reason to be here. I think if you're just going to throw a party, you're just going to have an event. That's great. But it should be feeding into what you're doing in the long term or it's just I mean, yeah. it's pointless, honestly. So, wait, you know, wait, I got to pause right there. I am, listen, <laughs> I preach that from the mountaintop to my customers. I'm like, if you are having an event and it does not lead into anything, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's nothing strategic or specific about your ba- your brand or your business related to, see, mm-hmm. to this event, this is your ego. And I'm like, this might sting, yeah. but this is ego. If you're just throwing events just to throw events, this is ego. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to I had to stop you right there, Denisha. <laughs> okay, listen, continue. you're preaching right on to the choir. Okay, like directly. Okay, <laughs> like I totally um, yeah. So that's that's a lot of the conversation that we end up having, and I, I tend to not work as well with people who don't have that level of intention. Um, and it's very simple. I mean, I think the biggest things I always say it's the four P's. It's the four P's of marketing. There's the four P's of event production. It's um, placement, right? So why are we? Where are we doing this? And why? Because you're always feeding into a larger community there's a reason why Austin is hurting right now because they didn't have South by Southwest this year because it's so much a part of the culture of what they do it's so important yeah. to the economy um you know uh Coachella Valley I mean no I grew up here and I grew up I've been going to Coachella since 2007 when it was like something I could I could have said Coachella somebody in New York they would have looked at me like I had three heads and, right <laughs> but know, because of Beyonce like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, don't even get me going into that, because I probably should have been in their documentary, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, the the impact that it had, not only on the Coachella Valley economy, but Palm Springs, the whole kind of inland empire. I mean, events can really do a lot. I mean, look what we just saw with the year of return and Donna, all those people going to Afro Nation, going to Afrochella, going to Essence's events that they ended up putting, you know, putting together down there. It's just... There has to be a reason why it is where it is. And then, of course, it's the production, right? So what are we doing? What's happening? Mm -hmm. Obviously, the production is always everything that's on the stage. Like, what is happening here? Are we having speakers? Is it performers? Is it, you know, whatever we're doing? Are we presenting a product? You know, why are we here? What's the production? What's happening on the stage? What's the venue experience? What's the food? You know, just the whole, when are we having this? Is this something that we want to be a summer vibe? Or is this something, you know, all that feeds into each other. And then I say the people, you know, that's the people sitting in the audience. So there's the people that we care about who are on the stage, our stakeholders, our clients, speakers, performers, what have you, hosts, whoever. And then there's the people who are pulling out, I would say, you know, with events, it's, it's like a product, but it's different because people pull out yeah. both their debit card with their money and say, hey, here's the money for my ticket, my pass, whatever. And then they also pull out what I like to call the life debit card, which is the time that we literally have on earth, which is limited. <laughs> and yes, saying, that's so good. I'm going to give that to you, too. You know, so not only are you getting my money, you're getting my time. And the thing about it is I can make more money. So it's not the same as I buy a sweater and never wear it. I give it to my cousin. Oh, well, there's 20, you know, 20 bucks, however much you spend on sweater, you'll never see again. With an event, it's like there's two hours I can never get back. I say that all the time. Like I'll go to a movie and I'll come out. If it's trash, I'll come out and be like, wow, there's an hour and a half. I'll never get back. Like that's it. Right. Like, you know, when it's, when I get up there and they're running through my time, they're going to flash to this moment and be like, damn it, you know? <laughs> Uh uh-huh. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, the responsibility that we have. And then the last P, of course, is promotion, right? So how are we promoting this? Yeah. How are we getting this in front of people? And that's a big part of strategy, too, because now, especially, 
you know, digital marketing is huge, right? So I have some of my team, shout out to Lori, she's amazing. And she does a lot in the social media ad space. So she's helped me and my clients like Black Tech Week, um, other clients that I've worked with to be able to reach our audience in any place. So we took Black Tech Week from Miami um, being an annual conference to a tour. And we've done events in mm. eight, 10 actually different markets. And a lot of that had to do with her prowess when it comes to social. So social is big and it will help. But a lot of what also helps is reaching out to stakeholders and not just stakeholders like influencers, like the people who say, I've got all these followers, I'll post about this. It's the people who, honestly, the me's, right? The people in a city, and there's many of us, the connectors, right? The people who you reach out to and say, hey, put this in front of your audience because I know they're going to come. Like, and so sitting down with people as a strategy and figuring out who those people are is a huge part of what we do. And it's an evolving thing, right? Because you'll meet one group. And it's something that I think should be done early. I think the promotion part and the production part are the two biggest ones because if you build that part out, the people will come, right? And, you know, once you figure out... Yeah, and and a lot of, you know, the placement part has a lot to do with getting the people to come. So those two things tend to kind of take care of themselves, take care of each other. The promotion and the production part feed into each other constantly, and they're very much like living, breathing organisms, you know? Like you you have to be very intentional about how you announce things, the timing. I never like to announce ticket sales at the top of the month because people are paying rent. So you want to announce ticket sales in the middle of the month when it's that second check and people are like, oh, suddenly I'm rich. You know? (laughs) It's like things like that that people don't really think about, but you really have to. Because I think that for a long time, people have seen events as this very kind of willy-nilly we're throwing parties, but it's a strategy. And again, once this is all over, whatever that looks like, maybe it's 2021. I mean, who knows? Whatever. I don't have those answers. The universe does, you know, but whenever we kind of get back to a place where people are going back to conferences and festivals and all of that again, um, you know, you're going to see how important it is to really get people together in the right way and to think about it and to be intentional and, and thinking about their time and their energy and what's important to them as human beings, not just consumers. Oh, that was so good. Like what you just said was a quick, like Oprah life class <laughs> related to events. <laughs> So, listeners, I hope you caught that uh, from Denasia Reese. I hope you caught that. Uh, while they're listening, what are your contact uh, contact spaces on the web, online? How can we stay connected with you? Yeah, well, I'm listen, I'm out here. Uh, if you go to our website, it's www.gwtlp.com. So I'll say that again because I tend to talk fast gwtlp.com that has all of our contact info so my email is on that I think my phone number is on that gotta help me but you know these days I got nothing to do to call me up um let's talk I think I think I have a book a consultation link on there so I do office hours on Mondays and Fridays where I just talk to people about event strategy um I talk to them about their rental companies you know any I mean really anything if you're throwing like a big bar mitzvah for somebody because I don't do personal events we do conferences Mm -hmm. we work with like professional facing kind of things or very like product you know just very like driven we're here for a purpose kind of things not that a birthday or a wedding or you know any of those are purposeful but it's a whole different thing and I have so much respect for people who do those and god help the wedding planner have to work with me you know like absolutely (laughs) fully respect that but I will have conversations with people just to give them you know strategy feel like hey I'm going to plan this hundred person bar mitzvah for my son you know by myself I don't do things like that when you talk to me I'll just talk to them and make sure you know connect them to my caterers or just you know the people who do work in all the different spaces so office hours are Mondays and Fridays you can uh, go to the site go through our site go to the contact and you'll see the link to that again I think my email by itself is on there I think my phone number may even be as well and then of course there's Instagram so at GWTLP on Instagram and then my Instagram is at girl with that last actually so yeah you can find me there I'm, my dms are fully open i answer them i'm i'm talking <laughs> she's talking and i have tagged on instagram uh so i know you're following me there charvette m and i've also tagged on twitter uh so i know you're following me following me there twitter.com slash charvette so those are easy connection points and of course if you're hanging out at charvette.com there's a great blog post for both of our guests so you can find out um read full bios and see all of that information and so uh Danae Let's talk about the coronavirus. So events, a lot of events being postponed, canceled all over. Uh, just what is this impact on the gathering of people? What do you think are going to be immediate impacts, long-term impacts, or anything you want to share in that space? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm still, a lot of the people in the industry I can see for were still in a bit of shock. So mm-hmm. I have more initial thoughts than I do kind of what we'll see down the line because right now we are just simply, and I, I think the biggest thing I've seen us off the kind of top of things is that event producers are still event producers. We're still wanting to gather people. We still are. So every person I know is doing something digital. I think, you know, if you could buy stock in Zoom right now, this would be the time. If they are, I don't even know if they're a public <laughs> company, but they should get there because we are on the Zoom. Right. So, you know, Zoom, Google Hangout, Instagram Live. I was just joking on Instagram with like my close friends on Instagram. I was like, it's so funny that they have pushed IGTV and Instagram Live for years, couldn't make it happen. And it took COVID-19 for people to be like, I'm on Instagram Live all day, every day, if you want to talk to me. You know? <laughs> it's really, right. It's very, you know, you got to laugh to keep from crying in a situation like this. And that's been one of my big laughter points. So I would say that's the first thing that we're seeing. There's a lot of virtual digital opportunities for people to still gather. I just saw somebody post, they got invited to a digital dinner party. Um, you know, people are still, I'm on the phone, I'm texting every day. Like I was saying, this interview couldn't come at a better time. I'm on the phone, I'm texting, yeah. I'm FaceTiming. I think I'm going to sit down at some point and write letters. So all the people in our community, we're still doing what we do, bring people together, supporting each other, lots of, you know, funds going around. Facebook just launched a $100 million small business initiative. I expect many other companies will follow suit. I think a lot of the companies that we depend on like PayPal, Venmo, MailChimp, um, Squarespace, I could go on, you know, uh, Square itself. A lot of those companies that we depend on that depend on us, Fiverr, are going to be supporting us. I can see that. Like, I don't know exactly how. Yeah. I don't know if it's deferring website payments for six months while we recover from this. I don't know if it's, you know, deferring their fees that we have to pay back to them, like companies like Eventbrite and Splash That. You know, if you have fees that go back to them, they might forego those. Those are all just kind of as their predictions I'm thinking of in terms of an overall industry. We're reacting. And and we're trying to help mm-hmm. each other in real time while also just figuring out, seeing how this plays out. I think eventually, and again, like I said earlier, I don't know if eventually it's top of next year, if it's like we're going to have the most packed fall anybody's ever seen, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Right. But I know that eventually people will be getting back out there. I mean, we're already seeing that. And for me, it's kind of funny because I think we've done so much work to get people to come to things, right? For years, it's been a thing. It's like, oh, my God, luring people away from their house and Netflix. I mean, I just last week, I was seeing memes of like, can't wait to cancel these plans. Or like, you know, when the other person cancels plans before you have to. And now all of a sudden, everybody's like, what do you mean I can't go outside? And so I think right. <laughs> it's very much... <laughs> You know, Joni Mitchell never lied, right? You don't know what you got till it's gone, right? And I think we're seeing that a lot in people where it's like, I just said that on the conference call earlier. I was like, wow, every day that I chose to stay in when I could have gone out, I'm regretting, you know? And and that's me, Mm -hmm. a person who is out and gathers people and, you know, and all of that. So I think those are the three things I'm really saying is people coming together to help each other and and speaking specifically to our industry. You know, I have a friend named Kristen Kaza. She does a party, um, it's a queer R&B dance party in Chicago. It's every third Thursday of every month they've never canceled in eight years and they're doing it virtually on Instagram live on Thursday which is great because now it's going to be a whole new audience it's a very local thing if you've never lived in Chicago you might not know about it Um, but now a lot more people will and I think that's really cool so we're still doing what we always do still trying to help each other still trying to gather people and then I think you know eventually people will be back out there I mean it's really as soon as they can at this point I think people are are (laughs) fiending for that right now and will continue to the longer this goes on so I've been telling all of my friends that like we just have to get through this time it's going to be hard but because so many other people are going through it. It's not like something where it's only our industry that's been impacted by this. The whole world has now been impacted by this. So we will all be receiving support and we will all go on. And I think our industries might be stronger than ever, I think. And with even more opportunities, right? Because now you can do both virtual and in-person events. And so I'm excited to kind of even flex that muscle myself. I have some virtual things kind of in mind over the next couple of weeks. So definitely follow us on Instagram so you can stay tuned for that. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Danasia Reese, ladies and gentlemen, uh, event strategist, producer, and writer. And I am so glad we had an opportunity to connect uh, just by way of Twitter. And, and again, uh, here you are here on the show. Uh, my last question for you as we wrap up uh, and get ready for our second uh, segment. Uh, listeners, we don't want you to move. Uh, Shannon Siriano is hanging out. Siriano Greenwood is hanging out in the virtual uh, green room, and she's going to be coming up. Uh, but my last question for you, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we want to know yeah. what continues to to motivate you? 
what continues to motivate me? People. Always people. Mm -hmm. Truly, truly people. And I say that from the deepest sense of myself as a person who suffered with, you know, depression, anxiety since I was very young, 10 years old, and the people who have pulled me through, you know, all those dark times. And then from the brightest part of myself of just knowing that, you know, we can inspire each other every day. Like, like you just said with your show, you know, motivate, what did you say? Motivate, excite, and influence. Motivate, excite, and influence. Yes, yeah. that that is what motivates me ultimately is knowing that we do have that power. I mean, yesterday my friend was practicing makeup on Instagram Live and it was the funniest thing and it was giving me so much joy. And it's just, that's what motivates me is like knowing that even when we don't think it, we have power to really inspire each other and support each other and love on each other. So that continues to motivate me. And honestly, I'm going to hang on to that very much. So I'm, I'm grateful to you for asking that question. <laughs> Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. Well, this has been amazing, uh, Denasia. Thank you so much for spending time with us, and we just wish you much more continued success. Thank you, Sharbud. This is an amazing show. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All righty. Our listeners, we're going to take a very quick commercial break, and then we are going to be back with our second segment. I told you, the virtual studio is jumping today. Shannon Siriano Greenwood is joining us. She's the founder and CEO of the Rebel brand, offering a boutique conference experience. RebelCon, you guys know about it. Uh, and in-person membership community, the Rebel community. They've got a couple different um, uh, chapters now. We're going to hear all about it and a media platform that reaches millennial and Gen X professional women. So we're going to hear all about it. Uh, We'll be right back. Don't you move. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. I need answers to my tax questions. Where can I find them? Need answers? Try our interactive tax assistant on irs.gov forward slash ITA. Simply select your tax questions, provide your information, and it gives you answers. Also, check our help and resources page and try our online tax map. 5,000 tax topics from A to Z. Plus, you can access forms, publications, in a variety of formats. Does your church or ministry have a website? Are you a local artist or author that has an established web presence? If you answer no to any of these questions, you're letting countless opportunities pass you by. Hi, I'm Charvette Mitchell. Mitchell Productions was created with your needs in mind. We will provide you with stylish and economical online marketing solutions. From email marketing to your own website, Mitchell Productions caters to ministries, nonprofits, small businesses, and special events. Check out our portfolio at Mitchell-Productions.com. In today's world, a website is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And Mitchell Productions can create your website in a stylish manner at a very economical price. Don't let business, customers, or new congregation members pass you by. Visit Mitchell Productions today at www.Mitchell-Productions.com. Let us showcase your organization to the world. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading author, gospel artist, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Welcome back again. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. All those that are listening in from Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. Hey, hey, girl, hey. For those that are in my private Facebook group, uh, and of course, Charvette.com and iTunes and iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Google Play and all of that. We certainly do not leave you out at all. We are grateful uh, that you're here and always uh, keeping a lock on what's going on on the Charvette Mitchell uh, radio show. And so we're moving right on in to our next segment. I am um, tickled pink, as my auntie in Millersville, Georgia, would say, <laughs> to feature uh, this dynamic young lady who we are in the same city. So I don't, I don't get to interview people in the same city all of the time, uh, believe it or not. But Shannon Siriano Greenwood is joining us. Again, listen, you might have seen her recently on a Ziploc brand commercial. Uh, She is a sought-after speaker. She has interviewed and appeared with celebrities, including Queen Latifah, 
and uh, Christian Siriano from Project Runway. You're going to hear more about that. But um, she has done an amazing uh, job. We were talking in the last segment about gathering people. She has done an amazing job of gathering uh, people, uh, I'm going to say on the East Coast, with her brand, um, the Rebel brand, Rebel Com, the Rebel community. And I'm super excited uh, that she's hanging out with us. I'm going to the virtual green room to bring her up to the mic right now. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hey, Charvette. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We're so glad to have you. Uh, thank you for uh, just spending some time with us. I know there's a lot has gone on in the last uh, week or so, but um, thank you for choosing to spend time with us. Anytime. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's start. Like, how did, and I love to go back, um, how did you get into this this Base, you know, even be pre-Rebel Con, what were some of the things that you kind of worked on in life and all of that? Sure. Well, I got a marketing degree in college, but really didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And then I had some really awful jobs, the kind that you are <laughs> supposed to have when you graduate from college, right? Like learn all the lessons, but also learn absolutely what you don't want to do. Uh Um, and found my way into entrepreneurship almost by accident. I had a job actually that I loved, but I couldn't find a workout that I loved. I got obsessed with SoulCycle in New York City, but I lived in Richmond, Virginia. So I knew they were never going to come here. So if I wanted to have a workout like that, I knew I had to create it myself. So my first business was a indoor cycling studio that I opened before boutique fitness was really a thing. So it was Ah. one of those like totally terrifying jumps into the unknown. Um, But I lived and um, (laughs) yeah, then I know like your um, interviewee that you had on before me, I also struggled with depression, anxiety. And so ended up selling that business and kind of stumbled my way into the work that I'm doing now. I think I was personally looking to have conversations that I didn't see happening and so mm-hmm. wanted to create a space for those conversations to happen. And so Rebel, where did the name come from? I wish I had a better story for this, but um, when <laughs> we were first starting, we got this idea that we were going to have a conference and we were going to bring together people to talk about more life focused things so we wanted to talk about our wellness and our health we wanted to talk about community we wanted to talk about creativity we wanted to talk about money we we like had all the pieces but we didn't really know exactly what it was going to be so Mm -hmm. from the time of having this idea to the time we like had people in the room for this conference was three months And so a girl on our original team was getting ready to open a women's co-working space. And I asked her, do you have any names that you didn't use, like that were kind of (laughs) good for your business? And she was like, yeah, she sent me like four or five names. And I was like, great. And we just picked Rebel. And then we've kind of grown into that brand and that name. Um, But yeah, it was, we didn't have time to like go through a real big branding process and do all of the deep dive we also didn't know what we were building while we were building it so I'm really grateful that that name still works for us but Mm -hmm. it could have been honestly anything I'm glad we just landed on something that was catchy (laughs) and it has stuck (laughs) and it has stuck um and so three Mm -hmm. months so I want listeners I hope you didn't like miss that So um, would your advice be to do something in three months or in hindsight, how did you do it? I think it is. (laughs) Well, I think the thing that like so many people struggle with, and I'm sure you come across this all the time, is like we're just overthinking things. And we think we need to have the perfect plan before we start doing something. So because we had this insanely short timeline, we didn't have time to like him and haw over details that just needed to be decided, right? So like 
maybe it wasn't the perfect first website. Maybe it wasn't the perfect first name. Maybe the program wasn't perfect, but it was good enough to get the momentum going and building so that we could then like make changes as we grew versus spending years in the planning process before we put anything in front of customers. You know, I, I really do think like, the dive-in head-first approach is helpful, especially Mm -hmm. if you're building something that's totally new. Because, yeah, we could have second-guessed and questioned and stressed for months and months and months, but, like, we just wanted to get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And I always uh, say, you know, the earth responds to action takers. There, There is a specific response um, from the earth, from the atmosphere, for people that take action. Um, and if you don't believe me, listeners, oh, really put like seed that. in the ground and see how the earth responds to the seed. And so what is amazing about Rebel, Rebel Khan, this community, so this boutique conference um, then breeded and created this whole community. And so you were building the airplane <laughs> while y'all were flying. When did you realize, okay, this is not just a boutique conference experience? This is bigger. When did that aha happen? Oh, my gosh. That, like, metaphor is literally my life, building the airplane <laughs> while I'm flying. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm going to start using that. Um, I feel like we're still doing that, but... It's interesting. So we're almost at year three um, from like the idea conception, right? So we started in August of 2017. Our first event was in November of 2017. So I would say only in the last few months have we seen like super clearly what the channels are. And I think those will continue to change. So we thought it was just going to be an event. And then Mm -hmm. after we had a couple of events, people said, we want more. We want to stay connected in between. So then we were like, okay, we'll start a chapter. And so now that's kind of going and growing. And then on top of that, we just added another way that we serve our members. And that is essentially like a mastermind. So I'm sure entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. listening know what that is. Um, But we're taking that format and we're giving it to women that are in the professional business space, so people that have a traditional employer but are looking to be connected more deeply with like-minded peers. So literally that kind of clarity has come as we've been growing. So now we have three ways that we can serve our members. We have some members that participate in all three of those things, and we have some that choose which path they go with us. Um, I think that the longer that you serve people, the more ways you realize that you can serve them. So we hope that that will continue to iterate and not stick so tightly to one way of connecting with people because as you and I know and what's going on right now is completely flipping our business model on its head. So we have to be adaptable and learn as we go. Oh, so well said. And I, I will say as a person on the outside looking in, Shannon, what I have always been impressed by uh, from the first event, from the jump, uh, you know, it wasn't rinky-dinky. It was, <laughs> it was polished. You had you had amazing attendance from the first one and things that have just grown. And then the other thing that I specifically uh, want to call out on air is that I appreciate that there is an intentional um, diversity that I see in your programming and what you produce across the board, events, everything related to what I see on the outside I'm looking in. And I want to appreciate you for that openly, that you are intentional about diversity. Um, so I'd like for you to actually to talk about that. Is, is it just really organic, like how you are, or is it something that you feel in this day and age we do have to be intentional, we have to really think about it? Um, it's both. So mm-hmm. I would love to pull back the curtain on all of those things. First, thank you for those compliments. But also, you and I know what it looks like on the outside and what it actually is are not always the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, you know, the making sure that we put, you know, a polished brand experience on the Internet before we even existed was really important, right? Because we were kind of trying to get people to come to this thing that we didn't even really know what it was. So the way we were able to have that credibility right from the get-go was we were really fortunate that we worked with a graphic designer who was super talented to create a really intentionally beautiful brand. 
So I know the work that you do, it really is so important to almost fake it till you make it when it comes to brands. Um, and that's uh-huh. definitely what we did. Um, even from the attendance of the first event, you know, we, we had a little, little over 100 people there. But a lot, I would say, I think we only sold 65 tickets to that first event. And the other mm-hmm. people were people that we intentionally invited in that we knew would help us get the word out and are, were really visible in different communities so that we could make sure a lot of different people were seeing what we were doing. So I also want to say that for people who are just getting started, like, oh my God, how am I going to get all these people to come? Well, in the beginning, they're going to, you're just going to have to invite people for free probably or for trade in exchange for them helping you get visibility for your event. Yeah. Um, and then to address the diversity piece, um, it's really intentional on our side. And that came because I have a beautiful friend who called me out when we were first starting. Um, you know, mm. I put the first landing page of a web page up with literally nothing other than like an image that we bought of two women that looked like they were in their 30s. One of those women was black and one of those women was white. And she called me and she said, Shannon, I'm looking at your website and you're showing me diversity. And if I don't see diversity in your programming, we're going to have problems. And it was such a great, like, I'm so grateful for her for doing that because I think it made me really realize like what we are putting into the world really matters. And we have an opportunity to like make a statement by being the example that we want others to follow. So since that kind of message, I've been really intentional about the diversity of our programming. And I think it helps us attract attendees because they're impressed by what we're doing. We work with a lot of companies to send their employees. And so we always have something to share to their DNI department. So like, we're hoping to set the example for what we want other programs to look like. And if you're on board with us, then you're showing that you're supporting programs that look like this. Um, and it's also just made the content that we're sharing so much better because we're not mm-hmm. just having the same kinds of speakers that you always see at every event, which is just not interesting to me. You know, I think when, at our very first conference, um, we knew we wanted wellness to be one of the topics. But when you think of wellness, what do you think is like the face of the wellness industry? And often it's a skinny white girl doing yoga, which is not wellness. Yes, I want to say yoga. People spell wellness, right? Different things. Uh-huh. So we were like, we want someone that's operating in this industry, but also has something really interesting to say about what's wrong with the industry of wellness. Um, and that's really how we approach all of our programming. We don't just want someone that can come up and say, hey, I'm an expert because nobody is really that interested in what experts have to say. We're interested in someone that's <laughs> operating in the space and doing it differently. Like that's what's interesting. I love it. I love it. And um, really your your friend needs to have that conversation with some of the big brands because they do exactly what she said. There is a show of diversity, but then when you get into the meat of it, there is actually no diversity. So um Awesome, right. Shannon. Awesome. Yeah, it's a marketing tactic, <laughs> yeah. and it's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, I'm not even gonna go down that. I'm not even gonna go down I that know. road because I could tell some stories. But we're we gonna. <laughs> we, I'm not gonna go down that road. Um, but who is the? Who, <laughs> describe the person that you want in um, that is best suited for your rebel community. Like who is that person? Well, it's funny because I have to have this like demographic conversation often with sponsors and partners and it kind of like makes me feel yucky when I'm like boiling our person down to like these demographic things. But I say the person who are most excited to serve and who are most excited to have get value from our program are women who are, in my opinion, mid-career. So it's not someone that's just starting or just figuring out what they're doing. It's someone that's, you know, been working, achieved some sort of success, and is now at that point where she's wondering, and what next? Um, Mm -hmm. So whether, and that doesn't mean necessarily that she's not pivoting or she's not making a change, but I think there's this 
almost like hole in the market of people that are serving women that know what they're doing. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm a grown-up person. I've achieved success. I'm smart. Like, talk to me like that. Like, talk to me like an adult. That doesn't mean I know everything. It just means you don't need to talk to me like I'm just getting started and I don't know what's going on. Um, And this person is also curious about things that she doesn't know about. You know, I found myself that once I was, like, kind of rocking and rolling in my career, everyone around Mm -hmm. me did work very similar to me. And I'm like, are there any scientists here? Are there any like women in finance? Like, do I, why don't I have any friends who are in education? Like, why don't I know any professors? Like, I only Mm -hmm. know people who work in marketing. Like, that's weird. So I wanted this space to be a place that you're going to connect with people that are doing something for their career totally different from what you're doing. But that doesn't mean you won't have commonalities with them. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Um, And so from a location standpoint, because we have people listening all over, I know there are listeners saying, okay, um, how can I connect with Rebel? Is it in my area? So kind of let's share that part. Yeah, so um, we started in Richmond, Virginia, so obviously our biggest base is here. Um, We have a chapter in Lancaster, Pennsylvania that started in September. We also just started having events in Columbia, Maryland. So we'll get a chapter launched there when we're able to get back out and about. And we just signed on a chapter leader in Philadelphia. So that'll be the next chapter that we launch. Um, All right. Yeah, Philly, we're coming for you. Yeah, we're taking over the East Coast. Uh, Rebel is taking over the East Coast, honey. Hell yeah. That's the goal. Um, And we're talking to other leaders um, in other markets, but it's interesting. This year has been so interesting for all of us. I think we're slowing down just like everyone else is slowing down and reevaluating, you know, how we can really serve the communities that we have versus thinking, how can we grow, grow, grow? Um, Mm -hmm. But I know what, how we've been growing is really organic. So essentially how it's been working is, someone reaches out to us from a market that says we love what you're doing we want to be a part of it then we say do you want to be the leader and then those conversations continue if we think we have someone that really is in a position to lead and cultivate a community then that's the place that we plant our next flag Um, I'm less interested in just looking at zip codes and demographics I'm more interested in where are the people that really are seeking connection and want to facilitate that for others Totally, totally. And so I know, um, you know, just within the last few days, as have a lot of event producers and small businesses, you had to make the really, really tough decision to um, not have the RebelCon um, that was coming up. Oh, and so I uh, just want to check in. I'll, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time, but number one, thank you for keeping the keeping the um, this podcast interview because, listeners, I gave Shannon an out, and I was like, listen, if you don't want to, we can reschedule it. And she has so much integrity. She's like, nope, let's do it. Let's rock. Um, So anything, any comments you just want to have around that? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you giving me that option, but of course I was going to be here. Um, You know, it was really, really hard to cancel this event that we've been working on for months and months. I mean, we were in the final stretches of getting this off the ground. It was going to be our biggest event to date. I was so excited about the lineup. And I'm not going to lie, because I think there's, like, a lot of people out there trying to put on brave faces. Like, I was devastated. I mean, I put off the decision as long as I felt I could. I cried a lot this weekend. Um, I felt a lot of pressure to, like, offer something else or, like, have some statement or stand up as a leader. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I, you know, talked about that with a few confidants and people that I really trust. And they're like, you know, you really don't. Like... I think there's this kind of, well, it's uncertain for everyone, right? And I was feeling this pressure to, like, put on this brave face and tell people it's going to be okay and not act like I'm upset. I'm not, you know, I'm upset. I'm a big reason for everything we do is to gather people in person. And right now we can't do that. So, I mean, pardon my language, but, like, it sucks. And I'm so bummed. It sucks. It sucks and it's, it's grief. You know, it's grief. It really is. And I, I'd rather share that and let that be my message that I'm just so sad. And 
I don't know what we're going to do. I'm hoping we'll reschedule, but I don't know when that's going to be. And the uncertainty is really unfortunate because I personally am really going to miss those connections that we were going to have. And I cannot wait to get back to meeting with people in person. So that's where I'm yeah. at. And I know we'll find ways to fill the space, but I also don't want to fill the space just to fill the space. So we're going to take it really slow and decide what's the best way we can serve our people if they need to be served. And if they don't, we're going to wait and then we're going to do what we do when we can. I appreciate that. And I know that those in the Rebel uh, community appreciate that. And um, I actually... I had um, a a dialogue in my Facebook group. I'm going to shout out one of my clients, um, Althea Simpson, and she just had to, um, Black Play Therapy Symposium, she just had to make the same decision that you made um, for her symposium that's coming up. And she she made a comment, Althea said in my group, um, I posted something, and she said, can I be transparent for a moment? Charvette Mitchell, Mm -hmm. on the last few days, I haven't been feeling like business. So I would scroll past your post because I didn't want your face and words kicking me into action. Um, this is really a <laughs> testament to your skills and your leadership. And so, um, you know, so I just wanted to, like, you know, it's it's that everybody's feeling it. And so shout out to you. Shout out yeah. to Althea. Hopefully she will listen. Um, I told her, I was like, hey, you need to listen to tonight's show because Shannon yeah. um, is sharing the sentiments. Same thing, right? Because, right, I mean, we're business owners. We're trained to look for opportunities and adapt and pivot and make the next step. But honestly, there's some times that we need to just chill because it will get back to that place when we're ready and need to get back to that place. We don't have to push ourselves when we're not ready. Absolutely. I am in agreement with that. And um, no matter what time, whenever you listen to this segment, uh, those that may listen in the the future, we are talking about the coronavirus that is happening uh, Mm. at this point. But we know in the future when you listen to this, this is going to be something that's in the past. Um, And and like SARS and like all these other things, this is what I believe we'll be looking back saying kind of what? What happened? When did it happen? And so I believe as a country, mm-hmm. as, a, as a world, we will get through this. So my last question Absolutely. for you. No, no. Before we go, I do have to oh, mention, yeah. uh, because my my virtual my virtual office manager, she was putting the show together. So she was like, Shannon Siriano, is that the Greenwood? Is that? The? I was like, yes, that's his, that's his sister. So we got to uh-huh. shout your brother out for a minute. <laughs> I would just like to clarify, his big sister, I'm older and wiser and cuter. But my younger brother is a very talented man who I'm so proud of, Christian Suriano, the fashion designer, who is also the host of Project Runway. Um, And, yeah, he's pretty cool, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. So I just wanted to mention that because I know there are some people who were like Tara. Shout out to Tara, who was like, "Is that? Am I reading that right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. But I gotta say, I gotta say, yeah. um, on the diversity thing, he got a, a ton of the plus size community, and I am plus size. Those that are mm-hmm. that have not seen me on video, I'm plus size. The plus size community really like shouted him out, loved him. So um, I hope he knows that um, yeah. from a diversity and fashion. Um, so we appreciate that so my last question yeah, for you the goal really of my show is, is to motivate excite and influence <laughs> what continues to motivate, motivate excite, and influence um yeah you know I get motivation from so many different places but a big thing is just seeing other people do amazing things I mean that was the whole reason that we started the first conference is I just wanted to hear from all these incredibly inspirational people And I felt like, I mean, I could call them up one by one and hope they'd take my call, or I could put them on a stage and I could watch them with other people. So I think there's just so much amazingness going on that I really try to stay focused on that, even in times of stress, because some people are doing some incredible stuff out there. And so if you're just looking for that, be prepared to be amazed. Be prepared to be amazed. You know what? We can't end the segment any better than that. Be prepared to be amazed. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Uh, give, let's give all of your contact information, how they can connect with you and Rebel Con and Rebel Community yeah. and all that good stuff. 
Sure. So RebelCon, is, Rebel is spelled R-E-B-E-L-L-E. Con.com is our website. You can also find us on Instagram at RebelCon. I'm on Instagram at S. Soriano. And I think that's all of them. All right, and if you're hanging out uh, on uh, Instagram, I've tagged there. Uh, and if you're hanging out uh, on charvet.com or the show notes in iTunes, we, we have all the connection points right there for you for Shannon. So those are easy connection points. All right, well, thank you for stopping by the show, and I'm going to just keep my eye on you. Oh, thanks, Charvet. Same, same. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, listeners, guess what? That is a wrap. Oh, such a good segment you need to share this with someone um i don't care who i don't care where you need to share it um but such a good segment um we're gonna be back next week with other amazing guests peace and love live from richmond virginia you've been listening to the charvette mitchell radio show charvette mitchell every tuesday at 6 p.m interviewing all the stars you want to hear from so until next week stay motivated excited and influenced this is the charvette mitchell radio show Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.